All praises to the Most High and the Most High only. I'm your host, Brownson Arabiji. I'm bringing to you another episode of The Narrow Path of the Righteous. The Most High put it on my spirit to speak on preparation this topic was a topic that I'm really thankful that the most high put me in the know about a topic that I've realized the importance behind especially in the last year and a half almost two years I've been able to hone in on the importance of preparation in terms of mental preparation physical preparation and spiritual preparation so we are going to discuss preparation from all of those aspects We're going to discuss preparation through the lens of righteousness. And we are going to discuss preparation from the standpoint of those who are about justice, righteousness, and truth. Who know what's going on. Who are sharing information. Who are fearless in their delivery. And we are going to speak on preparation from the perspective of those who are entangled in the cube, the indoctrination systems of education, financial, government, healthcare, and religion. We will also discuss preparation from the perspective of the Nephilim and the elites, because you best believe that a lot of things are occurring right now. And a lot of people may not be aware of these things, and ultimately, I I look at it this way. You see, you have society, right? And you know, we've already discussed the hierarchy of society. So we have the fallen angel Nephilim bloodlines and the elite bloodlines, right? On the top, controlling all of us, pushing this mark of the beast, destroying small businesses, basically destroying people's ways of life, giving calamity to the whole entire world, right? Ensuring that the world is underneath their authority, control, dominion, governance, and rulership, right? And so they are actively doing everything that they can to ensure that their evil, tyrannical, and wicked plans come to fruition. You see, from their perspective, they've been preparing. Their whole entire existence has been about preparation. Whereas... We were born into this world unknowing, unlearned. We are the type of species that needs to be taught from a young age so that we are aware of how to carry ourselves into adulthood. But the fact of the matter is the vast majority of us have never been able to see 
the truth for what it is. The vast majority of us have successfully been locked into the Babylonian mindset in which it captures your mind, your body, and your soul. And it's next to impossible to break free, in my opinion. So therefore, preparation isn't important to the vast majority of people in today's society. I mean, let's be real. If your focus has been on escapism and being entertained and having fun and relaxing during the pandemic, then you definitely have a lot of work to do. You definitely have not been preparing. If you've been worried about the holiday seasons, you know, if you're out there practicing Halloween and then Thanksgiving and Christmas, spending your hard-earned money, charging your credit cards, maxing out credit cards, borrowing, whatever it may be. If your focus has been on external materialistic things rather than preparation, you have a lot of work to do and you are more than likely in for a very rude awakening. You see, from the perspective of the average person, they truly believe that continued compliance will get them out of this situation, out of this nightmare. Really. So for them, there's no need to look into those pushing a clear and blatantly obvious agenda. There's no need to look into them. There's no need to even think when they have news outlets, when they have mainstream media articles, when they have word of mouth to guide them. So therefore, countless people are going to be caught slipping when things really hit the fan. When we see the stock market eventually crash, followed by the dollar. When we see the housing market crash. When we see the so-called cryptocurrency being taken over by the worldwide governments. That'll be when people get their wake-up call. When you hit them in their pockets, that's their wake-up call for the vast majority of people. You know, that's why they gave us money to not only keep us in the rat race, keep us consumed and taking our energy and give us, giving us the concept of time and all of these things to keep us busy, right? But it's a tool to keep us competitive. And it ultimately teaches an individual who falls into the trap that money is more important than life it's more important than the next man or woman or child it's next it's more important than any animal it's more important than any habitat nothing can come in the way of people's money so therefore their form of preparation has been investments cryptocurrencies stock markets you know all of these things to keep them distracted and focused on vanity you know their their form of preparation is boosters getting a booster so that they can prepare for the so-called wave of omicron getting a flu shot so that they can prepare for the so-called flu season which somehow 
disappeared last year, but is back in full swing this year. You see, their idea of preparation is preparing for the New Year's Eve, this upcoming pagan holiday. You know, they got to get everything right, get their night planned out, get their bottle service or their ticket entry to the next bar or club figured out. All while the elites continue to push this evil and tyrannical and wicked agenda. All while the world is seemingly falling apart in broad daylight, out in plain sight. So the average person isn't going to look at life through the perspective of urgency. We've already spoken on urgency in an episode. We've already spoken on the fact that the vast majority of people are complacent. We've already spoken on the fact that the vast majority of people are lazy. They can't be bothered to do anything. So their preparation is gearing up for the New Year's Eve. Just like they did last year. Remember all the people saying, can we leave 2020 in the past? 2021 is going to be a better year. We got a new president, you know, a new outlook. We got a new savior. We got the vaccine. And look at we are now, a year later. Infinitely worse for the people. And if you want to argue with me, go look at the suicide aspect to everything. Go look at all of the depression. Go look at the the spike in alcoholism, in domestic violence, in drug use, in depression in children. And you're telling me that this system has been beneficial, has been working, huh? You see, we die for lack of knowledge, just like their cube tells us. And this is a prime example of why so many people have perished and will continue to perish for lack of knowledge as well as lack of preparation. And before we even get into the perspective of the righteous as far as preparation, I'm just going to say this right right away so that there's no mistaking it because there's going to be a lot of helpful information that I'm going to share as far as physical and mental preparation. But if you don't have the spiritual preparation, meaning you aren't aligned with the Most High, you aren't connected with the Most High, if you don't know thyself, that should be your first priority. I'm not to say that you can't multitask and work on all three aspects of preparation but i'm saying the most important should be getting right with the most high the reason being is because the most high will continue to give you wisdom knowledge and understanding and without wisdom knowledge and understanding how are you going to know how to maneuver through the hurdles and pitfalls in place and the hurdles and pitfalls that will be in place in the future the mind is a terrible thing to waste like they tell us and the soul is an awful thing to give away and so for the righteous our preparation is multifaceted we are seeking the most high we are doing the work to share 
vital life-saving information with those who are willing to listen to it those who are willing to support those are who are willing to share those who are willing and have been inspired and motivated to create their own content because ultimately that's my goal my goal is to be able to give the gift of wisdom knowledge and understanding and sharing it with the world with those who are willing to listen i never claim to know everything i never claim to be the owner of truth i'm just an individual who loves the most high who loves people who loves children who wants the best for our future generations who wants to protect our animals and habitats and this earth and i'm an individual who makes the effort my preparation has been years in the making i was preparing before i even knew exactly what i was really doing and that was the most high leading me i was preparing by falling back on going out and going to the bar or the club or partaking in the things that i used to do and that was hard it altered a lot of relationships with friends because they were used to me being a certain way acting a certain way and then all of a sudden it changed but i will never ever regret that because that was the most high giving me that gut feeling that gut instinct that it was time to start being serious about life that's really what it comes down to it's time to be serious about reality objectively i'm not talking about the fantasy that they gave you in this world it's time to prepare and that's what the righteous are focused on we're preparing our family our friends sharing as much information as possible trying to correct as much as possible trying to help financially physically mentally as much as possible but there's only so much we can do and we need to unite together this is absolutely vital and let's look at a few definitions of preparation the act or process of preparing the state of having been made readily ready beforehand readiness an action done to prepare for something especially for an event or undertaking the action or process of making something ready for use or service or of getting ready for some occasion test or duty and just looking at the definitions you can apply that to all aspects of your life all of us have been in certain time periods in our lives where we had to prepare for something but ultimately a lot of what we had to prepare for was just a waste of time it was all based on babylon they had you preparing for your homework assignments and tests they had you preparing for your first career or job and getting you know your first paycheck to fill up your bank account they had you preparing for going to the polls to vote for a so-called candidate on the left or a right to save you they had you preparing to go get a yearly flu shot and 
go get a yearly physical and depend on a man or a woman to tell you what is wrong with your body because you didn't know. You know, they had you preparing for church every Sunday. You know, you got to get those tithes ready. They had you preparing for every holiday under the sun. You see, this system will keep you busy. It'll have you preparing and running around like a chicken with its head cut off. A million different distractions here and there. Too many to count. So therefore, the average individual is preparing to no avail. Essentially, they're preparing to dig their own grave. That's how I envision it. I envision a flock, a herd of sheep, essentially assisting in their own demise by digging their own graves. And the only way to stop that and save yourself is to leave the herd mentality altogether. Seek the other sheep that have left, not even sheep anymore. Seek the other individuals who have left the herd. We're going to do a deep dive into preparation from many different perspectives. According to the PrepperJournal.com article entitled, Why Even Start Prepping? Published on March 3rd, 2018. Many people start out with just a vague idea that they need to have a little preparedness in their lives. Maybe, like me several years ago, they just suddenly realize that they are completely unprepared for even the most minor disaster or emergency, let alone a major catastrophe. Take responsibility. Most people don't want to believe that they will ever have to use survival skills or rely completely on their own preparedness. It's easy to be complacent when everything seems great. However, the harsh reality is that existing emergency services are quickly overwhelmed by even modest disasters, let alone during major natural or man-made disasters. And let me, let me clarify something for you. And it's just a reminder for, to, for the people. They've laid off countless nurses and doctors and healthcare professionals. All while many people are receiving adverse reactions to the mark of the beast. They've been showing you their hands by continuing, continually losing geoengineering. I mean, look what they've done to Kentucky. It's only going to continue to get worse. These so-called disasters. Mark my words, 2022 is going to be a big year for natural disasters and the global warming push. So people need to be aware that this is an all-out war on the people. It really is. If you truly believe that your government cares for you, you have some growing up to do. You need to stop living in a fantasy. You need to stop having faith. 
you need to stop using belief systems. You need to stop being hopeful. You need to avoid the wishful thinking. And it's time to take responsibility for your own life and the lives of those you care for. The article continues with, take the first steps. Here are some simple steps to begin to the path to taking your safety and well-being into your own hands. Number one, define your goals. Once you delve into the prepping rabbit hole, it's easy to get lost prepping. Prepping encompasses an insanely large amount of territory, and one can dip a toe in the prepping water or dive into the prepping ocean. So ask yourself a few questions about your motives and goals. Discuss your intentions with your family, if you have one. Put it in writing. Write down your prepping goals, your budget, and come up with a plan. This will save countless hours in the long run and will give you a method to track progress. Number two, do your own research. (laughs) People are not going to want to hear this one. At the time of this writing, a quick web search of the term prepping turns up over 22 million results. There is a nearly endless amount of material out there. The sheer volume of information can be overwhelming. That's why one should define their goals and search for a narrower set of topics. Every journal begins with just a single step, so make sure that is a step in the right direction. Number three, get your family involved early. If you have a family, then it is imperative that you include them from the start. Explain your reasoning for doing something which may seem unusual to them at first. Again, clearly defining your goals ahead of time will help a lot. From my personal experience, it's a good idea to keep the doom and gloom to a minimum. You're not trying to scare them. Instead, you want their enthusiastic support for your efforts to keep them safe. Number four, create your bug out bag. The bug out bag is the low hanging fruit of the prepping effort. This kit will contain everything you need to survive for at least 72 hours in a disaster situation. Every member of your household should have their own bug out bag and you should prepare them for your pets as well. And that's a really solid advice with the pets. That might be the first time I've heard that suggestion. I've given that suggestion to my lady as well. We we stock up as best as we can, food-wise. And that's the reminder I give to her. I'm like, we have to make sure that 
our pet is eating too. So, I mean, that's just common sense. Number five, make an evacuation plan. If there is an SHTF stuff hits the fan situation, you grab your bug out bag and go. But where are you going? Who is going with you? Does everyone know the plan? Think about the logistics of getting where you want to go. Create a plan B. And even a plan C and D. Number six. Get in shape. You're the most important piece of survival gear. What good does it do to have detailed plans and all kind of cool toys if you can't make it up a flight of stairs without taking a break? Put on that 72-hour pack and get used to the weight of it. Eat right and exercise. That goes for your pets too. Do you really want to be stuck carrying your 120-pound Labrador Retriever because you give them lots of treats and not enough walks? Number seven, extend your network. Discuss with extended family and friends. Once you have a plan, start making some actual preparation and have your own family on board. It's time to reach out to others. Spread the word among people you trust. First, you will include them because you care about them. However, there's a more practical practical reason. Safety in numbers. It may seem like it will be difficult to herd the cats and get everyone on the game page in an actual disaster situation. But that difficulty is far outweighed by the benefit, benefits of numbers. A larger group is far less likely to be a victim of attack. Plus everyone can pool their talents and resources. Number eight, get your vehicle ready. You may leave on foot or a situation may dictate you have to bunker down in your home. However, it is very likely that at least the first leg of your disaster plan involves driving to some other location. Suddenly, your life may depend on the proper functioning of your car. Keep it maintained. Inspect it once a week. Tires tire pressure, oil, coolant, belt, belts, hoses, etc. Don't take it for granted that it's in perfect shape just because it's a newer vehicle. Number nine, adapt and change. Keep your readiness up to date. You have the basics in place. A good plan a bug out bag for each family member, 
your car slash truck slash SUV is in top-notch shape. As you learn more, refine your plan and check your kits. Make changes where necessary. Number 10, work your plan. Practice your emergency plans and stay sharp. Continue to learn and grow. The best way to master any subject is to teach it to others. When sharing your knowledge of friends and family, encourage them to ask tough questions. Then find the answers. Incorporate your learning into prepping. Stay focused. Be rational. Stay motivated. Keep in mind that you are prepping to live. Not living to prep. However, preparedness should be an integral part of your life. And you should take it seriously. That means dedicating a set amount of time each week to learning and teaching others. Just like diet and exercise, it's an insurance policy. Planning and training alleviate panic, and panic can be deadly. And that's absolutely spot on, and kudos to the author. Highly recommend you check out the article if you'd like. I mean, it's just, it's a good way to give you that confidence booster, especially if you have never even started prepping. You don't even understand the concept of prepping. Like I said, this is even new to me. And people have been around for decades doing this. As with anything in life, when it comes to learning, it's always wise to seek out those who have mastered a craft or who are very good at a craft. And just to listen more than you speak and humble yourself. That is the key to receiving new information and also just ask the most high for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. If there's something you need, just ask for it. And then from there, put in the effort to achieve it. It's literally that simple. You know, when I started becoming aware of prepping, you know, personally, it can get kind of intense because it is a rabbit hole like the author just described in the article we went over. But don't go into it fearful or anxious or worried or stressed. Like the author had mentioned, go into it from a perspective of I'm excited to make the necessary steps and changes to my life to ensure that I'm covered from as many angles as possible. Because if you haven't noticed, Babylon is pretty volatile. A lot is happening in the world right now. 
a lot of the old ways and comforts that they gave to you are now dissolving and disappearing. So what do you think 2022 is going to give you? You need to wake up. And another thing, another psyop that they're giving the masses is this whole issue with Russia and China and the United States and all these other surrounding countries. So what do you think is going to happen? They're, they're of course, going to give you a war scenario, a World War III scenario. They need to fulfill the script. They need to fulfill that Matt Gog versus Matt Gog script. So you best believe that's, that's right around the corner. And I'll admit, I haven't done too much looking into it. I, there's a few ch- few people that I learned from as far as the topics just to stay in the know, because I'm always going to at least be in the know. But right now, my main focus is ensuring that people stay away from that needle and people stop complying and people seek the most high. Like literally those three things. Number one, seek the most high, get right with the most high, know thyself. Number two, sharing this information, life-saving information, because I've received life-saving information from other brothers in the truth. So who would I be to not share it? And number three, stay away from those needles, stay away from those boosters, stay away from anything that the government's trying to serve up to you. It's life is, is this is some serious stuff, people. This is not some, I mean, if you want to continue to be complacent about it, that's your life. That's your soul. That's your family. I'm just here to deliver you the message. You know, and as we continue to see things change day by day week by week month by month it's going to get to a point where people are going to downright panic just like they did with the toilet tissue what do you think is going to happen when those who didn't listen to us about stocking up on non-perishables on water on food whatever what do you think how do you think they're going to feel when the mainstream media breaks the news to everyone that hey such and such a, a attack happened you need to go get your food now. Whatever the mainstream media can can dish out to the people. I mean, they had you running after toilet tissue. They can have you running after anything under the sun. But do you want to be that person stuck in traffic or fighting in a, in a store to grab an item? Or do you want to be that person who humbles themselves and actually gets up off your ass and puts the distractions away and takes your life serious. Which one do you want to be? Do you want to get caught sleeping? Oh, it's too much work. I'm, 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 I want to relax. You've been relaxing your whole life. Talking about it's too much work. I'm sick and tired of this crap, man. I'm sick and tired of the laziness of people around me. It's like you're trying so hard to help a person, but it's like they just don't. They don't even care about their own life half the time. If you really think about it. But this episode, I hope, serves as a wake-up call to those listening. I really do. I know the majority of my viewers are already in the know. You know what I'm saying? You already are aware. You already are the type of person who wants wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. You're the type of person who, who can think outside the box. But please share this with those who don't. They, they really need a push. They need a fire lit up under them. Unless, unless they just want to wait until ca- catastrophe. I mean, that's their choice. 
And so we're going to look into the importance of starting to prepare for what's to come and get it from the perspective of someone who's been doing it for decades. Someone who's mastered their craft and has helped countless people out. And I'm just new to their channel, but I admire the information that I've come across and I want to share it with you as well. So we're going to transition over to the audio excerpt from the Alaska Granny video entitled Undercover Prepper. Why be a prepper? Are you a prepper? Published on December 25th, 2021. Hi, it's Alaska Granny. Are you an undercover prepper? It used to be common in our society for people to grow their food, put it away for the winter when things were not available trying to make sure that we had the things that we needed. Then it became times of plenty. Everybody could go to the grocery store whenever they wanted. But next thing you know, they invented the warehouse stores. Regular families could go to places like Costco and buy gigantic packages of toilet paper, huge boxes of frozen food, big cans and giant packages of cereal and canned goods, all kinds of huge amounts of foods. That was just considered normal shopping. Maybe you've discovered you're actually an undercover prepper. Maybe you have some of those gigantic packages of toilet paper. That's not hoarding, it's preparing. You have the things that you need to keep your family running smoothly. Maybe you have a freezer stocked full of food. It's because you enjoy feeding your family and having the things you need, not because you're hoarding or trying to keep others from having those things. When we fill our carts at the store and we go home, the stores are never empty. There's still plenty for other people to buy. Anyone can walk in the store and buy as much as they like. And so for the idea that prepping is wrong just doesn't make sense. Preppers should not be vilified or called names or shunned or judged. Preppers are just doing what people have always done. They're having the things that they need in their home to provide for their family. Prepping is lifestyle insurance. Who doesn't want to come home to a warm meal? Who doesn't want to always have enough toilet paper? Why wouldn't you always want the soap and supplies that you need? Why wouldn't you want a first aid kit if someone in your family is injured or hurt? Power outages happen to everyone. Why wouldn't you want some flashlights and candles, spare batteries? All of these types of supplies are reasonable and it just makes sense. So if you have the things that you need, perhaps you are an undercover prepper and you didn't even realize it. Let's go over what some of the basics are that you might want to make sure that you do have in your stockpile just to make sure that you have all of your bases covered. Do you have enough food that you could provide meals for your family for several weeks? Do you know how to use the foods that you have? Then what if there was a long drawn out problem that you say lost your job or there was a big storm that came and the stores couldn't open where you are? Would you have the supplies that you need to be able to make meals for your family? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Teddy. Make sure that you also have bottled water. You should have a minimum of one gallon of water per person per day and for at least two weeks. Try to store water wherever you can. 
look for little nooks and crannies, places in the bottom of your closet, places that you can store water because water is the thing that we need no matter what the emergency is. You need to be able to drink water. You need water to be able to prepare your food. You need water to wash your hands, to clean up a dish, to flush a toilet. Make sure that you're storing enough water so that your family has what they need. Then it's always a great idea to put aside a bucket of beans, a bucket of rice. Beans and rice are so cheap to buy and with a big bag of beans, a big bag of rice, you can make many meals that can keep your family going. And no, nobody wants to rely on just beans and rice, but you can add them into all of the other foods that you have in your prepper pantry and make some interesting meals. Beans and rice are also something that can last for so long and there may not be something that you would be able to grow and provide for yourself. We can grow gardens, we can go foraging, but most of us don't have the ability to grow the amount of food that we could store with just a bag of beans and a bag of rice. So put some of those aside for your family. And if you never need it, that's okay. They don't cost that much. But if you do need it, you will be very thankful that you took the few dollars to put those foods aside so that you could ensure your family's well-being. Do you have a supply of flashlights and batteries, maybe a radio, oil lamps with the fuel, candles and matches so that you can light these things? Everyone needs a comprehensive first aid kit. Get a basic kit and then go even to somewhere like the Dollar Tree or the drugstore and go up and down the aisles. And if there's any over-the-counter medications that your family uses, buy a few extras, have them in your stockpile. Stock up on some vitamins. Think about hygiene. Do you have toothbrushes, toothpaste, floss, shampoo, soap, hand lotion, sunscreen, and bug spray? Those are easy supplies to have on hand that when somebody needs a new toothbrush, a bottle of shampoo, that you can go to your little stash and get one out for them. That's so much easier than trying to decide, I need to run to the store just to get this one item. And nobody wants to ever have to go without. So if you get a supply of those things, it just makes your life run more smoothly. Next, think about cleaning supplies and hygiene. Do you have plastic garbage bags? Do you have laundry detergent? Do you have the cleaners that you use in your home? It's simple to have a few extras and then you can reach for the supplies that you need on a day-to-day -day basis. Along with your laundry detergent, pick up a bottle of bleach. It's simple to purify water with a few drops of bleach. Think about the supplies like toilet paper, paper towels, Kleenex, baby wipes, and feminine hygiene products. Anything that you normally use that you would wanna have on a day-to-day -day basis is worth having an extra pack or an extra bottle, an extra container for your comfort and your use. Prepping doesn't have to be all or nothing. Prepping is in stages, in steps. Have enough for three days, have enough for one week, have enough for a month, and have as many things as you need, as much as you can store, that makes you feel that you have the confidence that you can take care of your family for whatever amount of time that you need to. Don't fall victim to perfection paralysis that if I don't know what to get, I just don't do anything. 
I'm afraid I'll get the wrong thing. That's not how you should look at it. Think of it as what can I make for breakfast, lunch, and dinner tomorrow? What are some foods I can put in the pantry that I could quickly pull out and make a meal for my family? Buy several sets of those ingredients that you could make a meal for your family. It doesn't have to be anything complicated. It can just be a few basic food items that you could stir together to have something to eat. So go ahead, become an undercover prepper, get motivated, get moving, get your stockpile while things are readily available. They're foods and items that you're going to use anyway, so it only makes sense to want to have those things on hand. It helps your life go smoothly no matter what the day brings. Troubled times come to everyone. It doesn't matter who you are. The longer you live, the more challenges you will face. If you become an undercover prepper and you have a stockpile of the things that you need, you're going to enjoy your life much more on a day-to-day -day basis. Absolutely agree. And much love and respect to the author of the video, Alaska Granny. I'm going to, of course, link every single article and video in the description box for your use so that you can look into these people's work. It's incredible how selfless people can get. And of course, you're going to see people trying to sell you things like just like in the truth community, just like in the prepping community, just like in any community. But just be wise. Just use common sense and discernment. That's all. You know, and for those of us who struggle with trying to get our family and friends on board, you know, I really enjoy how the article, the first article we read mentioned, don't try to use scare tactics with them. More so explain to them your plan. And I'm going to incorporate that in my approach. You know, I'm pretty blunt with the truth. I'm pretty bold. I'm pretty straightforward. And a lot of times that, that rubs people the wrong way. And I've, I've realized that over time that sometimes it's best to use a different approach with people. It really is to get your point across, even though you're still speaking the truth. Oftentimes just pivoting on how you present information can go a long way. And I want to transition into ways to inspire and motivate our loved ones to begin prepping, to begin taking what's going on in the world more seriously. And so that they know that it's not going to always be like this. I mean, think about the masses, their whole realities have been shattered. The people who've been comfortable in Babylon, their whole entire realities have been shattered. So of course, many of them are not going to believe what we have to say. They're going to fight tooth and nail. And there's really not much you can do for them if that's what they want to do. But ultimately, you can still find ways to inspire and motivate them. So we're going to transition over to the audio excerpt from the Magic Prepper video entitled Starting Out With SHTF Prepping, How to Make Them Preppers, published on December 23rd, 2021. Hey everybody, it's Magic Prepper. Today we're talking about how to get started with SHTF prepping, especially for how to make preppers out of the people within our lives 
that refuse to believe in preparedness as being an important concept. This is a big deal because right now during the holidays, you're going to have opportunities to talk with your friends, your relatives, your family members about preparedness. But it's sometimes hard to change people's minds in the sense of why they should prepare or where they should even get started. And even though someone might be willing to try to be better prepared, they might not know where to start. And the whole concept is so overwhelming that they decide that it's just not worth their time or investment. And if you have people in your family or in your friend circle or anyone who's close to you that doesn't prepare and you would like them to, then hit the subscribe button below and maybe share this video with them so that you can get some ideas about how to make them into preppers and that maybe they can get some ideas about where to start with this whole SHDF prepping situation. Now, the gateway drug to preparedness, and I'm gonna tell you it because <laughs> it's very addictive and it is something that will cost you a lot of money, a lot of time and a lot of sacrifice and it'll make you a different person on the other side is going to be a bug out bag. Bug out bags are the best way, in my opinion, to get new preppers started with SHTF prepping. And it's because it's not such an overwhelming task that they feel that it's not worth doing. And it's something that can be very exciting and also interesting for new preppers to put together. Working on a bug out bag can give you a lot of different ideas about preparedness. It can also cover a lot of bases when it comes to your basic level of readiness for any kind of emergency. And it doesn't have to be related to something so grandiose as a world ending event. We can talk about bug out bags in the sense of being ready for an earthquake or being ready for a hurricane or something that's more realistic to somebody who's very skeptical about the idea of preparedness. Bug out bags are also exciting because once you start loading one up, you get all kinds of gadgets and tools and gear that is a little bit more niche, but also has basic survival applications. And people get more and more excited by each piece of gear that is added. And the best part about it is that once you start loading a bug out bag, it never stops. And eventually they just keep getting better gear or new gear or other ideas about what they really should have in their bag. And it eventually blossoms into full blown preparedness. Now, the reason I'm making this video is because I'm going through all my bags and I'm starting to consolidate, change some ideas that I've had in the past. And here very shortly, I will be releasing some new bug out bag videos with some of the same bags you might have seen before, but with different gear and equipment more suited to what's going on in the world these days. So definitely keep an eye out for those videos. But what I want you to understand is that if you want to get someone started with SHTF prepping and you want to make a prepper out of somebody, this is your best avenue. Get them started with a bug out bag. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be anything crazy, but just the basic idea of it can help somebody enter the realm of preparedness. Listen, spending a couple hundred dollars on a bug out bag is a much more reasonable idea to somebody who doesn't prepare at all than trying to tell someone they need to get a year's worth of food, they need to have backup power supplies, they need to have all kinds of stuff in their armory, and now you're talking about thousands and thousands of dollars and tons of time invested, all for something that they already don't think will be a big deal or might ever happen. And that is a very hard argument to have. So start small and it will blossom into something much bigger. And the bug out bag is great because if somebody doesn't have preparedness at all, right? You don't have any water, you don't have any food or anything like that, but they at least have a bug out bag. It can get them from point A to point B, which is a great start. So if everything falls apart, they have something, right? Which is better than most people. And then that something might take them to the next place where there is some more. And that's a big topic that you need to cover because they won't have all the things that you and I might have yet, right? The, the food supply, the water storage, or any of those things. But if they at least have this, they have some peace of mind, and this introduces them to the idea 
of why they might need those things. So to me, the gateway drug you're looking for to get anybody started with preparedness is going to be a bug out bag. When you're at your holiday get togethers this year, make sure you're having these conversations and offer to help somebody build a bug out bag if they don't have one and explain the reasonings behind why it's important to have it. Of course, you can have a get home bag or an inch bag or whatever bag you want to put together. But at the end of the day, a survival kit within a bag that lasts at least 72 hours is a good way to start. And don't forget, this is all the stuff that is very important to both you and I, but it's not going to be very important to these people. So there are some things you want to definitely touch base on when it comes to levels of priority and importance. And one thing you don't want to cheap out on is going to be first aid, because a lot of times people will buy a crappy Coleman first aid kit, throw it in a bag and say, well, I'm covered now. But those Band-Aids are probably not going to do crap for you in a real emergency. You need ways to treat real wounds when that time occurs. So Make sure that you're checking out higher quality components when it comes to first aid. And that's another entry level thing that gets people pushed into preparedness because once you go down that road of learning about first aid and medical and everything else, that never ends either. That definitely helps segue them into becoming better prepared for a lot more realistic scenarios in the sense of getting hurt. And yes, I do support Refuge Medical. And if you want to check out their stuff, it's extremely high quality. It'll get somebody exactly what they need when it comes to first aid. And if you use the code MAGIC over there, you get 10% off your order. So you really can't go wrong with that. But at the end of the day, if you're looking for ideas about bug out bags or how to get started with some budget-friendly options, and maybe you want to build a bug out bag for somebody in your group or in your family or one of your friends in order to kind of help push them into the genre, then check out my links below in the description as well as the pinned comment because you can go to my Amazon storefront. Even if you don't buy from Amazon, which is totally understandable, you can at least get some ideas about different types of products and gear that are available out there that'll help you build out an entire bug out bag and basically make it easy for you. So that was my whole concept in building out that bug out bag section within the storefront to help people kind of get started with prepping. If I had to start my best friend tomorrow with prepping and I wanted them to be into the genre and into the concept as best as I could, the very first thing I would do is help them build a bug out bag. And I really do think it's a gateway drug because honestly, for me, it was one of the first things I ever did. And having a bug out bag made me feel a lot better. It made me feel like if things really happened, I could walk out my front door, face all the challenges that are going to be there now, and survive whatever kind of apocalypse it is we're dealing with. Now, that might have been a little naive, but what I can say is that that started all of this. And here we are now, and I'm not upset about it. But at the same time, imagine how many people you could affect in that same similar way if you help them with their first prepping step, which in my opinion, the best way to go, and the gateway drug, which definitely opens you up to a lot of other preparedness drugs in the sense of time and investment and money and everything else that comes with any kind of addiction. The best thing to do is start with the bug out bag. So hopefully this helps you, and hopefully this gives you an idea about how to get those people on board, because that is a big deal. We need our groups on board. We need our friends, our family, and those who we care about on board so that when this all happens, which we all feel like is getting closer and closer to happening, we have more and more people on our side who are ready to rock and can actually bring something to the table. And even if all they bring is a bug out bag, that's 10 times better than 95% of everyone else on the planet when it comes to them showing up at your door. And that is something you should definitely consider as a possibility. You know, and kudos to 
the magic prepper for that advice. Very good, straightforward advice. You know, I truly believe that we are at a time where a lot of the masses are going to be forced to begin the process of taking their objective reality more seriously. And they'll start asking questions and fear can be a, a, a thing that can be used to control someone and it can be a thing used to motivate someone to take back their power. And really that's where you and I come into play is we must find ways to inspire and motivate our loved ones to take this more seriously. And if we can't, we shouldn't blame ourselves either. You know, one thing that I, one of the many things that I give thanks and praise to the Most High for, that I'm grateful for, is my first experience with gardening. And I can't begin to, to explain to you how amazing that experience has been. Like I've said in previous episodes, I'm still eating vegetables from my lady and I's gardens. Frozen vegetables that we have in our freezer. And we didn't even get into canning yet. We, it's just, you know, when we got into gardening, we, we went into it not knowing anything. And my message to you is have confidence in yourself. Ask the Most High for help and the Most High will help you. I still remember my lady and I's first time gardening. She, by chance, was selected for a gardening plot in the Twin Cities. And from there, once she got the plot, her and I were like, you know what? Well, this goes hand in hand with what we see going on in the world. And I know this is a skill that we need to have. I remember when I first came across the brother Edgar Mendix's page in 2020, I think it was either end of 2019 or beginning of 2020, when I came across this page, he had mentioned, and I'll never forget these words, it was on his old Word, Word of the Righteous channel, the original one. And he had mentioned, in these times, you're gonna need to know how to do something. You're gonna need to know how to plant your own food. And the Edgar always mentions how so many people don't even know life because they've never even planted a tree. Meaning they don't understand how life works, how our only work was to feed ourselves. Not go run to a nine to five slave job or career and work for somebody else and just waste your whole entire day. You're supposed to actually have skills that add value, not only to your life, but the lives of those in your life. And so I remember I, those words always stuck with me because I was, you know, during the beginning of the pandemic, you didn't know what was going to happen. But I knew deep down in my heart that it was the beginning of the end times. <laughs> the minute that I heard that and then I came across his page, I was like, all right, now it's time to actually prepare. And I, I went into the zone literally in the last couple of years. I've been in a, I've been in a rare form, a rare focus, because now I know what my destiny is. And that's that's a powerful thing. And so when my lady had won the plot, 
I'm like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> I'm like, this is perfect. This is obviously the most high gifting us with a plot. And we actually had a pretty big plot, a garden plot. I'm not sure on the dimensions again, but we went out there. She did some research on, on you know, where to find organic seeds. And that's what I really, one of the many things I appreciate about my lady is that she puts the work in, she puts the effort in. And so we got these organic seeds and we got, you know, two types of kale. We got cucumbers, we got celery, we got carrots, we got three types of beans, we got onions. And not all of those items that we planted worked, you know, and that's the that was the beauty of it is that we went into it with no expectations. We literally showed up at the plot and then we started YouTubing. <laughs> we started YouTubing the day that we had a plant. It was like, you know, we didn't even really understand tilling the soil, literally just like like didn't have any knowledge. But we took the leap of faith. And that's what I I encourage you all the people listening is to just believe in yourself and then ask the most high for help and then put in the effort to find the information you'd be surprised when you ask the most high for something you're like hey most high can you help me with this that and the third and as long as you put the effort in you'd be surprised to see how things work out really that's really how simple it is and so, you know, we had a bountiful garden to the point where it inspired me to create a second garden and a third garden. And the second garden, I remember, is my dad at his house. He has an old garden in the backyard, and it was literally the old, the owner of the house previous to him had a garden, but my dad never kept it up. So it was just full of weeds and, you know, extra, you know, items that he threw back there from the, from the lawn, such as tree branches and, you know, all these items. And so I remember I was just motivated and my family like didn't even believe I would do it. Like I was just all talk. And I remember it took me a day to clear that plot and get rid of all of the the shrubs, the trees, all that stuff and break it down and create the garden. And it was beautiful because the owner before had three large garden beds already created. So all I had to do was basically take that previous soil and dig out the roots of other you know weeds and plants that were there previously this was not a fun job i'm not gonna lie this job i was dripping sweat middle of june <laughs> so i'm already like kind of planting it a little late in the season but i was motivated i had already seen what our first garden had given us when we started actually finally harvesting kale it's it's a different feeling people you really feel so connected to nature and you connect you feel connected to the most high and the creation because it's a different thing to actually put the time and effort into something and then watch it come to fruition all on your own efforts you know of course we had to you know look into things and put the time in but it really is a different feeling when you see from seed to soil to sprouting to harvest to plate to dinner plate it's a different type of feeling people and that even motivated us to you know get out more in nature and hike and learn forging i remember one of the at a few state parks this year we've forged wild wild nuts from the from the from trees and my lady started learning plant identification 
And so we started taking it more and more serious. And, you know, even to the point where now I have such a genuine love for gardening that I miss it. I live in a I live in a state that has fake winter, so I miss it tremendously. But I'm still reaping the benefits from taking a leap of faith. I have a fridge full of cucumbers and kale, two types of kale and some tomatoes, all frozen. So I'm already saving a ton of money and time. And I know exactly where my food came from. And I'm the only one handling it. It's weird. When you start growing your own food, it's like I started realizing that I don't even really like people handling my food. (laughs) I really don't. Like it's certain people that I'll let cook for me because now I've seen the process, the harvesting, the the, the washing, the cleaning, the preparing, you know, all, you know, the whole entire process. The blanching, you know, we didn't get into canning yet, but, you know, shout out to one of my best friends. He was, he was, he's been and continues to be a huge motivation in my life. He has been a gardener for easily over a decade. He comes from a family that, you know, is into the restaurant business, is loves food, the culinary aspects, love the outdoors. And he's always been a wizard in the kitchen. He's always been the one who cooked for all of us friends, and we would just just be amazed by his skills. But he has been such a huge inspiration to me. You know, all of the advice he's given me over the years, just sending texts back and forth of each other's meals or, you know, sending me an update on his garden harvest and giving me advice has been huge. And that's the type of people you want to surround yourself with, brothers and sisters are those that do it and those that genuinely want you to win too. You know, he he does the whole nine yards from the gardening to the harvest to the canning, all of that. And I haven't even gotten into canning, but that's just somebody who gave me advice on the importance of it. So that's something that me and my lady, you know, most high willing, the world isn't in mass chaos next year and we can actually have one more season of gardening. And I'll apply what I've learned from friends like that. And I admire people like that because it takes a certain person to to do that. It really does. Because you're really not going to know the work that goes into it until you try it. You honestly won't. That's why it's easy for us to take it, take all of this for granted. Because you can go to the grocery store. You can grab this. You can grab that. And you think that, you know, it's always going to be there for you. But what the people fail to realize is that they're purposely crashing all of these systems so there's going to be food shortages there's going to be delays in shipments this is all on purpose look at the look at the psyops they already gave you this year about all those ships that couldn't drop off food and there's all these ships in the ocean that were just stuck in the ocean and food was being wasted what do you what do you think that's about people all of this all of this mayhem just happens to occur during a pandemic People got to honestly wake up and open their eyes. And I want to transition over to honestly my favorite prepping channel in terms of what I've been learning because it's so versatile. But I want to transition over to the into the importance of gardening. You know, even during this time, people are already preparing by planting their seeds now. And letting them 
stay inside the home until they transport them in the spring when the frost is gone. That's how ahead of the people, how ahead of the game the people are. And we're going to get into the importance of gardening. And I'm, we're going to transition over to the audio excerpt from the city prepping video entitled Gardening is a Waste of Time for Preppers, published on March 7th, 2019. Hey YouTube, this is City Prepping. I recently did a video on my channel about skills to develop as a prepper, and the first skill that I mentioned was gardening. I had a lot of feedback in the comments section uh, with several people pointing out that gardening is really a waste of time if you're a prepper, that you have the potential to be a target, that people will eventually take it for, from you. It's just not really worth your time. So that's something I'd love to discuss in this video and share a little about what I'm doing as far as getting ready for gardening. Obviously, I think it's a very important thing. And we'll talk about some reasons you should definitely not only consider gardening, but getting into it. So stick around. For many of you that follow this channel, you know that I recently purchased land about a year ago, actually about a year to the date. And one of the reasons I purchased land was to have a place where I can develop my own gardens, I can raise livestock, I can essentially learn how to be self-sufficient. It's going to be a long journey. I realize it's not going to be something I'll just you know, learn overnight or by reading books or watching videos, but it's something that I've actually got to do. So I'm beginning to take steps. Uh, this pad that I'm on right now, I've been spending the last, actually about the last year cleaning it off. When I bought the property, it was just overrun. So I finally got it manageable now. I just bought a water tank that arrived today. It's a 2,500 gallon tank here behind me. I'm going to be filling that up and using that for uh, the reservoir. I'm going to be using it to garden my, or water my gardens. And I've got a pump that I have at the bottom of the hill that I'll use to pump the water from my house up to the actual uh, water storage. And so in my last video that I did talking about survival skills, a lot of people pointed out that, hey, you know, gardening is a waste of time as a prepper. Uh, people are eventually going to take it from you. You know, you're going to draw attention to yourself. I heard a lot of different reasons for why not to, uh, you know, have your own gardens. And so one of the things that I've really come to the conclusion of, or rather came to the conclusion, you know, in the last several years as a prepper is that, number one, I do need to develop skills, and gardening is a very critical one. I think if you live in a city environment, yeah, you are going to have the chance that you'll draw attention, that people are probably going to want to take it from you. Uh, that is definitely a reality. But the one thing that people can never take from you is a skill. If you develop that skill, if you learn how to garden, if you become proficient, even if things turn bad, you know, in a prolonged situation, that's a skill that you can take and manage and develop somewhere else on a piece of property. Which kind of leads me to my other point is, you know, as a prepper, uh, you know, the name of my channel is obviously City Prepping. I've been on land, uh, obviously, for the last year. And the, the reason I moved to property and purchased property, moved out of a kind of a typical suburban urban environment, is because I, I came to a point and realized that, look, long term, I uh, realized that, you know, if I want to become self-sufficient, I'm going to need land. And I know many watching this are in a city or urban suburban environment, and you may not have that option. I encourage you, you know, if you can, if it's within your budget to begin to look, look for property, I think as a long-term skill set, gardening is going to be critical. And if you can get property and you can begin to develop that somewhere, even if it's not your own house, if it's a bug out location that's within, you know, not that uh, far of a driving distance, I think it's going to be a good investment. Obviously, I don't know what the stock market's going to do. I don't know if it's going to stay strong or crash. 
but uh, if it's within your means, I would definitely encourage you to look for property. And that's something that really motivated me because I realized that even with my own suburban environment, I could definitely learn a lot of skills. I could garden, but it's only going to take us so far as a family. If push came to shove and we we're relying upon what we could grow in our small suburban environment. One of the other reasons I highly encourage you, if you have not begun to study and learning gardening, is uh, the reality is even if there is a prolonged grid down situation, it's not going to be just you long term. Uh, if you begin to develop relationships with your neighbors and other people, other preppers in your area, having that skill is going to be critical that you can begin to bring and help your own community rebuild. Uh, a lot of times as preppers, we have this kind of mindset that it's just me, it's just myself. <clears throat> I'm just going to take care of myself. But the reality is, that anybody that's going to be able to survive long term, there's going to have to be a group mindset. You're going to have to work within a community. And I think that's going to be critical. Uh, and again, any skill that you can bring to that group is going to be uh, something that's going to make you extremely valuable. So yeah, you stand the chance of living in a suburban and urban environment, you know, of having your garden taken away from you, no doubt. But the reality is you have a chance of having anything taken away from you. Of course, as a prepper, self-defense is something that I take very serious. Is something that I practice, that I continue to work on. But I realize gardening, well, let me put it this way. I, I, as I begin to dive into gardening, the one thing I begin to realize is how much I, or how little I know. I used to have the mindset that, hey, if it came down to it, I can just take some seeds, I plant them, and I'll be good enough. Um, I'm, I'm just learning very quickly as I'm studying and I'm beginning to dive into gardening that that's just not the reality. This area that I'm sitting on right now, again, it's a cleared out space. And over the next few months, over the next few years, you'll see this come to life as I begin to put in uh, gardens, as I begin to you know, have chickens and other things that I'm going to raise up here. Um, I'm actually meeting with a consultant tomorrow. There's an individual in our area that helps people get gardens started in this particular uh, community. She specializes in organic gardening. She sells you know, her produce at, at different uh, you know, events. She's won a lot of awards for canning and other stuff. And, you know, it's something that she's taken very serious. Um, and it's something I'm going to begin to work with her and learn from her how to, you know, grow, what to grow in this property, what grows up here. Um, I kind of had some ideas originally when I was going into it, uh, beginning to get serious about gardening. But as I begin to talk to her more and more, I realized, wow, you know, there's so little I know. So if you are serious about it, find out from individuals that garden in your area what grows, what works, what doesn't, what you know, grows naturally. Uh, what, as opposed to having to fight against an environment where something may not grow. So on this channel, what I'll be doing over the next several months and several years is I'll probably be changing it up a little on this channel to begin to focus on actually showing as I'm learning. Again, it's easy sometimes as preppers to watch videos on YouTube and to study blogs and say, oh, I need to learn how to do this, this, and that. But how many times do you actually get around to it? For me, I kind of got to a point where I was like, look, I'm talking about a lot of these things, but it's time to now transition over. And that's why, again, I bought land is because I want to you know, learn how to be self-sufficient on this environment. Will I ever be 100% self-sufficient? Absolutely not. Uh, the reality is, you know, if things got really bad and stores shut down, it'd be tough. But if I had an environment where I was set up with produce, with my own gardens, uh, you know, livestock, et cetera, it puts me ahead of the curve. And again, I realize that, yes, you know, I'll have to defend that. But that's another conversation. But that doesn't mean that I won't begin to actually study and prepare this. The other thing that I also think people fail to realize is that a lot of our nutrition that we get out of our current vegetables uh, that you buy at the store, a lot of the vegetables that are shipped to us, they take them out of the ground early. So they, you know, during transport, during, uh, you know, when it goes from the actual place where it's you know, raised to the place where, you know, you buy it, 
and by the time it gets to your table, there's a period where uh, a lot of that is, you know, taken out early, it's green, and it kind of ripens during the travel time where it gets to your house. And so a lot of the current uh, food that you and I eat that actually gets to our table has been deprived of a lot of nutrition. And as I begin to study this more and more, that's something that I begin to realize that, look, not only as a prepper am I looking forward to the future of saying, well, what could happen? I need to prepare for it. But I also realize that it's important in this time that I take care of myself, that I take care of my uh, family, that I choose to go after a, ha a healthy lifestyle so that if anything does happen, we'll be ready. So I encourage you not only to say, you know, look down the road and into the future, but even now, just the here and now, take care of yourself so that when a situation happens, you will be ready. So on that note, what I'll be doing over the next several weeks is beginning to share with you as I'm putting in gardens. Again, I'm you know, beginning to uh, prepare for bees. I'll be lining that up here soon. There's a lot of things that I'm doing uh, last several year, last year since I've lived here. My primary focus on this property, again, has been to get it cleaned up. I've had to clean the, uh, uh, our palm trees. They were all overrun, and that's a big problem, especially during fire season. I had to clean my vine uh, vineyard out. That has taken several months. And so what I've noticed, a uh, previous owner had neglected the property pretty severely. And so I've had to kind of get things back up to speed on the property and spend a lot of time, but it's been fun. It's been a very, uh, it's been a learning experience. I enjoy getting out, working in the, you know, on the property. And so this area, as you see it right now, um, it's right now it's an empty blank slate, but that will change over the next several months and several years. This is gonna become more or less my YouTube studio. And that's really the hope of the channel is to turn this into an environment where I can share with you as I'm learning, I can actually demonstrate this in an environment that's not terribly different than a lot of suburban homes. I think the uh, typical American home or the size of property is roughly, I think, eight to 10,000 square feet. And I'm not exactly sure what this area is up here. I'll have to measure it out. But what I'm gonna be doing up here on this uh, hilltop is something that you can do in your own home. And that's what I'm gonna try to demonstrate on this channel is that while it's scaled up, yeah, you're not going to throw a 2,500-gallon tank in your backyard in most suburban environments, but you can get small IBC totes. I showed that in previous videos. Uh, those are things that you can actually chain together. I've seen a lot of videos on YouTube where people have done that in their own uh, backyard. As I put in gardens, as I put in, uh, you know, I'll be doing chickens again like I did in my previous home. So all these are things that you can actually do in a small kind of typical suburban urban city environment. And again, while this channel is called City Prepping, I have realized I don't live in the city anymore. Um, I still will, you know, will focus on, and again, that's what I'm going to do with this area up here, is teaching skills how you can actually do a lot of these things in a small, limited environment. Because make no mistake, if the grid goes down for a prolonged period of time, if there's an actual catastrophe, whether man-made or natural, that takes things down, and you are the only individual in your neighborhood that's prepared, Either you have one or two choices, either try to stand your ground for a period of time and that's, you know, it's just not going to, the reality is it won't work for long periods of time. Um, or you can turn around and learn how to help your community. And that's what I'm wanting to do with this channel is it show you not only how to take care of yourself, but eventually if it comes down to it, help your community rebuild. So on that note, what I'm going to do is I'll put a link to a poll uh, in the description section and also I'll, uh, I'll pin it on the first comment below where I'll ask your opinion on gardening, what your thoughts are, what you want to do with it. And I'd be glad to hear back from the community. Again, what I'll do is uh, please post your comments on that poll. When I do it, I'll do a follow-up video later this week and I'll read through the poll, share what the community has said, and uh, I'll read people's comments on that during that video. So please uh, post those. Again, I'll put that link, I think, in the cards up here in the comments and also 
in the description section below. If you have any feedback or any questions, post those in the comment section below. And again, thanks for taking the time to watch this video. And as always, be safe out there. And much re respect to the city prepper for just a straightforward video. And, you know, like I said, I'm not in by any means in the prepping community. I'm very much new to it and very much a rookie. But I find it interesting that type of topic of, you know, gardens being at risk of robbery and this, that, and the third. And we know that there's a possibility behind that, but I do admire his perspective of sharing that knowledge so everyone can be in tune. Because really what it's gonna come down to, it's gonna come down to the people working together. Absolutely, and I know in my heart of hearts, this is just how I feel, that we're going to need people that can support each other and people are going to come together, especially during this mark of the beast with people not able to work or buy food very soon. I mean, it's happening in other countries. Once it hits the United States, you know how people are just survivors. We're going to come together. We're going to network that. That's why it's important now to prepare for those moments so that you can add value. That's really what it comes down to. I'm not going to pretend like I'm some master or this, that, and the third, but I'm going to add value to any situation that I'm in. And I want to transition into something that was on my mind, especially after that recent, was it tornadoes in Kentucky? about what two weeks ago and all of the destruction that we saw and I believe it was other states too I didn't I didn't look too deeply into it but I was aware of it happening and when you study thy enemy you know you will realize the hand that geoengineering has had in all of the weather and seasons that we have in all of the so-called natural disasters that they can conveniently blame on global warming hence you and i are the issues even though we don't mass produce anything even though we never asked to use all of these chemicals and plastics and toxins and all of that we're all of a sudden at blame and now they're talking about oh your carbon footprint and this that and the third all while they continue to mass produce vehicles year after year. You know, the mag's broken it down many times. This aspect to the reality that they give us of blaming everything on the people. And so when I when I saw all of that go down in Kentucky, I'm like, okay, first and foremost, I already know it's geoengineering. Secondly, I already know that 2022 is going to be a year of natural disasters they're going to ramp up the natural disasters because we are in the end times and now it's an all-out attack on the people you have to understand that that geoengineering is weather warfare and if you're not aware of what weather warfare is go back and listen to my episode on weather warfare it breaks down geoengineering. It breaks down everything that you need to know so that you have at least have a starting point of knowledge and you can look deeper into it if you choose. 
So when I was seeing what happened to in Kentucky and all the destruction, I was able to take a step back and just realize that they do this to the, us all the time. It's always order out of chaos with these entities where they can go and use a tornado to destroy people's livelihoods, people's homes and kill them and then come in to so-called save them. Come in with, you know, the National Guard. You know, come in with blood drives and just handing out bottled waters while people's whole entire houses and memories are gone, stripped away, lives are lost. So when I saw what happened in Kentucky and surrounding cities, it made me think back to what they did in Texas last year with the so-called with the so-called, you know, grid going down and people basically freezing. And so people need to take this serious because I feel in my heart of hearts that they are going after preppers. They are going after those so-called red states, the people who are far more independent and have always been against government control, government authority, government dominion, government rulership. Those people really were ahead of their time. And so now we're starting to see a huge blow up in all this whole type of off-grid and homestead lifestyles. You know, you see people now with millions of followers who are off-grid liver people in society or, or homesteaders with millions of followers. Because people are starting to realize that this system is not giving them what they need. They thought they thought prior to this pandemic that they were happy. But really what the pandemic did was force people in a sense to look at their objective reality. I'm not saying all people, because there's still some people out there who believe that and hold on to the notion that we're, we'll go back to normal as long as we continue to comply. But there's also some people who are like, you know what? I don't, I don't feel happy. This is all I needed to know to motivate me to seek that type of lifestyle that these people are living. And so more people want out of the system and that's not what the system wants at, at all. It can't afford for people to go off grid. It can't afford for people to seek homesteads and control their own food. And they definitely don't want people prepping. And prepping is, is not just getting a bug out bag, people, and gardening and canning. Prepping, I'm talking about, can go as deep as getting self-defense, getting weaponry, getting ammunition, learning how to shoot, learning, you know, hand-in-hand -hand combat. You know, there's so many ways to prepare yourself, and that's definitely not what the elites want. So we need to transition into more of the preparation that the elites are taking against the people, which is an all-out attack, brothers and sisters. We are going to see the most natural disasters we've ever seen. We've already, they've already been telling, you got to think about it in the pandemic. Everything is a record, right? Broke this record. History was made here. Da-da-da-da-da. And tell, think about what they told us about the natural disasters this year. Oh, they're unexplainable. It's just a mystery. Let's just blame it on global warming conveniently. And therefore, we already know what global warming is tied to. We know it's tied to the New World Order agenda. It's tied to the Great Reset. It's tied to, you know, Agenda 2021, Agenda 2030. All of these, all the sustainable stuff that they give you, basically controlling every aspect of your life. Where they don't want you growing your own food. They don't want you having your own land. They don't want you being self-sufficient and skilled 
They want you shot up with the mark of the beast. They want you with nano robots in your body. They want you a part of a digital metaverse hooked up to a social credit system. They want soulless entities and they want less of us. And people really need to just face the truth. You know, I'm not going to ever argue or debate with anybody about the truth because the truth's out there. I've shared enough of it. But for those who know what's going on, that's just my opinion on that whole Kentucky thing. And I think it's going to, there's going to be something in Texas, Alabama, a lot of these states. And I'm not saying preppers are only in red states or down south. They're all over the United States, all over the world. What I'm saying is the high concentration of the people who are stubborn, according to the government, are preppers, are people who've known about the government. Real talk. They've never trusted the government. I highly respect those individuals. They just want to be left alone. But there's going to be a lot of turmoil ahead. And a lot of these preppers are aware of it. So we're going to transition into the bitter truth about this Babylonian system and how it's wicked and how the wickedness is going to consume those who partake in it. And they have to go after those that are helping others and prepping. They have to censor us. They have to gatekeep. They have to use propaganda. Don't be surprised when they start vilifying, you know, the Alaskan granny video we listened to, the beginning video, when she's basically saying, don't let them vilify you for prepping. And that's exactly what they're going to say. They're going to blame food shortages on this fake virus, right? Upcoming food shortages and inability to, you know, get, you know, resources over here. You're going to blame it on the fake virus. And then the fake virus is going to be blamed on the unvaccinated right and then they can start telling you all the unvaccinated are the ones who are prepping and hoarding all of the food we need to start vilifying anyone buying a certain amount of food in a store because we need to ration it with the people oh yeah the order out of chaos is coming people don't be surprised if that's the type of world we live in it's already it's already basically there so we're going to transition over to the audio excerpt from the full spectrum survival video entitled they are coming for preppers bounty placed on the heads of the prepared make your backup plans now it was published on december 26 2021 at one point in time they will come after you that could be the government as what is happening in Turkey might happen to you. They're putting a bounty, so to say, on anybody who will rat out other people who are what they call hoarding goods. It's imperative that you have a backup plan. It's smart. It doesn't mean that you're afraid of it happening here. It just means that you are smart. What are you going to do if the government suddenly says that anybody who has over three days worth of food is the enemy? What if they say over three months? What if they say over three years? It shouldn't matter how much you gain. It shouldn't matter how much you hold on to. If you are in a free marketplace and if you have the ability to buy two bags of rice, you should be able to buy two bags of rice whether you use them or not. Well, then we look at other things like over-the-counter medication. And if you think for one second that as soon as China slows down the trickle of 
pharmaceuticals or raw ingredients for pharmaceuticals out of the country and into America that the United States government won't ration and begin controlling the ability to hold on to medication, you will be sorely mistaken. It will happen, especially with something as imperative as over-the-counter medication like aspirin, Advil, Tylenol, cough medicine, and then you've got the real serious ones like high blood pressure medication, uh, insulin, those types of things. The government and other bodies will call for control measures to take place there. What we have seen over the course of the last two years has been just a testing ground, and I don't think it has been necessarily a purposeful social testing ground. It's just what happens. Humans adapt they learn, they evolve, they overcome. And from a government standpoint, what is the government meant to do? They are meant to provide certain services and then they are meant to control their citizens while gaining wealth and power. They do this through taxation. They do it through back-end deals in the United States of America. If you think that every uh, pharmaceutical isn't giving huge amounts of money to the US government, you, again, would be sorely mistaken. If you think that every corporation that is allowed to run a monopoly like Amazon, Walmart, Google, any of those corporations that are allowed to essentially run uh, everybody in their competition into the ground, they all have ways to give back to the government. And so as we see the change come, we have to be ready with a backup plan. Now in Turkey, like I said, people essentially have a bounty on their head. Uh, if you have a certain amount of goods, if you have a certain amount of uh, product, if you have a certain amount of money, you are the enemy. It's not happening here right now, but it did happen during the last Great Depression. It will happen again. We are right at the end now of the empire of the United States of America, and it really is and has been an empire. But as you can see from our one-time, uh, once long-time allies abandoning ship, moving toward independence of their own, or moving, uh, moving their alliance toward our enemies as a country, of course, not my enemies, because I don't care what color, what uh, continent a person came from, I have no care at all. If they're a good person, then they are a good person. Person, and that's all that matters to me, but I'm not a government. A government, again, is meant to control their citizens, gain wealth and power, and disseminate that wealth and power to all those involved in government practice. So as we enter into this new time where the United States of America will have to reach out and try to either go to war, uh, they'll try to have to find new alliances, they will try to do all of these things, it's precarious for you and I because that end of the empire is here. It might not happen today, it might not happen tomorrow, but it is coming. Look at what happened in the past versus what has happened with Iran and America's ability to dictate what goes on in that country as far as their nuclear gains. America has no power left. The only thing that it has left is the threat of mutual uh, destruction. It has the threat of uh, the United States dollars sanctions, but look, countries are finding their ways around that. And at the end of the day, sanctions hurt the United States of America. It's like a, uh, a parent grounding their child 
and telling them they have to stay in their room all day. Well, then that child doesn't do the chores, doesn't uh, wash the dishes. And you might say, yeah, well, that parent should just tell their child they're grounded and they have to do the chores. But that's not how sanctions work. Sanctions, remember, the United States government gets money from all of these different corporations, all of these different governments everywhere around the world, even just through taxes. So as soon as you start sanctioning somebody and grounding them, telling them they can't use your, uh, your you know, tiny dollars, then you don't get any of that money. Yes, you could just print more, and that's exactly what the United States has done. It has, in effect, put you, your children, your grandchildren, and your great-great-grandchildren into debt, a debt that one day will be called due. And so when that happens, and economists and historians alike say that that is coming, that day of debt uh, compensation, is coming sooner than later. When that happens, will they come for you? You have to have a backup plan, and there's a lot of different backup plans. I've told you some of mine on this channel, and that includes keeping storage units that, now I live in a rural area, you don't necessarily have to give any identification or anything to make a uh, storage site at, at some of these units. Maybe you have different plans. Maybe you can keep a, uh, an old beater car with a whole bunch of your backup goods inside of it, inside of a friend's uh, you know, backyard, inside of their garage, uh, on the side of their house. Uh, maybe you could uh, you know, keep a couple of tubs, say, hey, can I rent, uh, can I go buy one of those you know, $600 Rubbermaid sheds, put it up in your backyard, and then rent half of that from you? You're buying it. You're, you're putting the purchase there. They can use the other half of it, and you stack to the rafters the rest with non-perishable goods. There's lots of ways that you can do this. Because after all, what matters the most is your family's ability to survive. Now, I am not a big fan of being the tallest nail, the most visible problem, the squeakiest wheel. All of those things get the attention that you don't want. You don't want to be the tallest nail that needs to be knocked down first. You don't want to be the squeakiest wheel that needs the grease. What you want to be is just another problem, so to say. Maybe a problem in the midst of a million, of 10 million, of 300 million problems. The United States has a big problem right now, and that's that people's trust is turning away from government. It's turned away from government. It has a big problem, and that's that people are reaching their own lines in the sand, and they are saying, no, I will not take it. And it's like that old song, I'm not going to take it anymore. And people are finally standing up for what they feel is right. Now, sometimes uh, political ideologies try to co-op those feelings, try to co-op those ideals. But what they do is they just steer those people back toward the middle, back toward pay your taxes, do what you're told to do, you good little slave, and go back to work. And that's what they want to. They want to take people on the right side over here. This, let's say this is the far right path, then they want to take people on the far left path over here, and then you've got the road to taxes and enslavement right down the middle. And they want to say, yes, we're over here. We're, we're right here with you. We're going to do all these things. And then they get you, they co-op you, and they move you right back onto that path of go back to work, pay your taxes, do what you're supposed to do. On the left side, they want to say, yeah, everything should be free. We're going to tax the rich, do all these things. It's all going to be great. They co-op you, and then they say, okay, we're working on it. We're working on it, and they get you right back on that path 
to taxes and enslavement, entrapment, servitude. That's what is really happening. But what they have seen, and I, I suspect that a lot of what you're seeing between, I'm sure that you've watched uh, Donald Trump has made some uh, very uh, step back claims. He, he has basically stepped back two years and kind of changed his attitude. You see Biden up there saying, well, uh, you know, I, I'm going to keep Trump's, uh, you know, ornaments on the tree. You know, he's, he really tried to help this country. And you, you start to see them step back. I have a suspicion because it runs in the same alignment as the algorithms that I have run, the, uh, the ability to see sentiment analysis. And what that is, is how the sentiment of the United States of America uh, pairs up with their threat of rebellion. And so I suspect that through the government sentiment analysis, which will be 10 million times better than mine, they know that they have reached sort of a point of no return. And so now they are trying to step back and you have both sides, the, the far left and then you have the far right, both saying, hey, hold on, hold on, we're all friends, we're all buddies, but they've screwed up. They messed it up. They pushed people too far. They purposefully divided you too far. They ripped families apart. They made you lose your job. You lost your home. You lost your car. You lost everything. They screwed up. And because they did this, the point of no return has been reached for a lot of people. And they're going to work very hard to try to get those people that have been torn apart back on that path toward taxation and servitude. But if everything that we're seeing is right, that's not going to work. And so you have to have plans and backup plans. Now, it's not an immeasurable amount of backup plans that you need to have. You just need to be smart. Retain your mobility. Make sure that you have the ability to at least provide a couple of weeks worth of food uh, and, and health for your family and security for your family. No matter where you go, whether you have to get in the car today and move, whether you're at your house, whether you go to pick up the items from that shed from your friend's uh, backyard, no matter where it is, make sure that you are ready because a change in this tide is coming and we don't want to get swept away. You know, much respect to full spectrum survival. Great message, great straightforward message. You know, we could all sit here and theorize what's going to happen in these end times. But where I do definitely agree with the message is that your so-called government has gone too far for a lot of people. And really, all it really takes is maybe a fourth or a third of the population to get fed up. And it's going to continue to ticker and climb and grow because people are eventually going to get sick of this. If you're not already sick of this, after two years, your soul is already gone. You're, you're gone. That's a lot of people. But the issue is the government's not worried about those people, the people who don't prepare, the people who depend on the government and the sinking ship. The government's worried about the people who are in that middle ground, who are now asking questions, who are now looking into things, whether that be connected to the COVID-19 pandemic. I mean, everything is connected to that, but whether that be them actually looking into the mark of the beast and realizing how evil it is, or whether them connecting the dots and noticing, hey, wait a minute, this presidency hasn't gone the way that they told us. 
These promises haven't been delivered. All of these issues are occurring and things are worsening and you're taking away more of our rights. You see, a lot of people are still gung-ho about America this, America that. A lot of people do view the world as, you know, capitalism and it's a free society, a free market. So therefore, they're going to look at the United States as a separate country when in reality, all these countries work together. All of these big pharmaceutical companies are government owned. That's what you need to understand. It's just a smokescreen. But I definitely believe it's reached a point of no return in the fact that there are people absolutely ready to go to war with their government. <laughs> you wouldn't believe some of the prepping videos that I've come across and some of the things I've heard people say. These people are not joking. These people are not playing. Think about somebody who's been prepping for years. You think they're playing? <laughs> All that time and effort? And now what they knew about their government is now coming to fruition. Do you think they're really playing? People need to wake up and realize the seriousness of this. It's going to get bad, but you need to be prepared for it and there's no need to be scared. So we're going to transition into the bitter truth about the new world order and ways in which we are to prepare for it. According to the wakeup/world.com article entitled 14 ways to protect yourself from the new world order. NWO agenda written by Paul A. Phillips. price of ignorance towards the new world order nwo agenda could be very costly the psychopathic ruling elite own the banks weapons gold drugs and oil while having the politicians police military and mass media etc in their pockets and are further tightening that unrelenting grip on the control of our money, health, food, water, air, and all the related science and technology for complete domination over the human populace. Fall for any of its carefully cultivated illusions and you could end up broke, losing property, seriously ill, or even dead and I'm not even sure when this article was published I was trying to look for a, a date but think about that 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 sentence fall for any of its carefully cultivated illusions and you could end up broke losing property seriously ill or even dead think about what's happened to people in the last two years how many people around the world have fit into any of those categories it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of people. In response, this is my heartfelt advice on how to prepare for your survival in the unpredictable, not too distant, potential future. Here are 14 ways to protect you 
your family and friends from the escalating NWO agenda. Number one, stop giving your attention to corporate sponsored news. Switch off the TV, television. Turn to select alternative media sources instead for the truth. Learn to research and discern the differences between disinformation and the truth, especially in the case of the internet. And that really just comes down to common sense and discernment and putting the most high first because the most high, if you ask the most high to, to expose everything to you and you in turn don't hold any preconceived notions or biases or you're emotionally attached to something, then you're going to be able to receive new information. And it really just comes down to using your common sense. If it doesn't make sense to you, keep looking into it until it does. And if it never makes sense, then you know that that's not the right path. Don't just go with what somebody says. Actually look into it. Actually apply it to your life. Number two, stop voting for any of the major political parties. By voting for one of the major political parties, you're only giving your power away to help the ruling criminals further advance their NWO goal agenda. Stop believing the left slash right sock puppet campaigning shows all of which are backed and financed by they, the hierarchy enslaving you. It doesn't matter who gets voted in. They're all funded and backed by the ruling elite. Number three, detoxify yourself. Use specific foods as well as supplements to detoxify yourself of lifelong body pollution. Restore health and protect the body by removing fluoride chloride, bromide, heavy metals, including toxins from chemtrails slash geoengineering, EMFs, radiation, and other noxious substances. Number four, drink good, clean, or filtered water. Avoid chemically impregnated tap water and plastic bottled water. Use filters such as those using reverse osmosis to filter the water. Drink aquid amounts and keep your body well hydrated. Number five, eat organic food. Eat plenty of organic fruit and vegetables, seeds and nuts. Don't be the extra cost. In the long run, it's worth it because you will be ingesting nutrient dense food without the toxins. And that can tie into gardening. You can offset a lot of the things that you buy that are expensive by just gardening and harvesting those items. For us, me and my lady, because we like to juice a lot, it was cucumbers that were getting expensive, especially organic. It was the kale, not that kale was super expensive, but just the amounts that we were using. So those are, that's another way that you can prepare. It's offsetting what you need to buy. Number six, avoid junk food. Avoid junk food with its high sugar, salt, and cheap slash nasty trans fats and chemical flavor enhancers, which will not only protect you from disease states, it will add to them, even causing depression. Chemical-laden, processed, irritated, or GMO foods should be avoided. And this is a huge one right here. A lot of people don't even practice this. Avoid cooking with a microwave oven. And with non-stick coated or aluminum utensils, 
which in effect turns the food into junk food and could lead to health problems through toxic contaminants. Number eight, avoid low frequency, electromagnetic frequencies, radiation, EMFs. Common sources of EMF radiation include power grid lines, cell phones and towers, Wi-Fi sources, laptops, microwaves, breast cancer mammograms, body scanner, x-ray detectors, such as those at airports, and compact fluorescent lighting. Use clear or white LED lighting instead. Don't fall for the corporate-sponsored junk science brigade claiming that these EMF sources and their applications are okay. Anyone with a couple of investigative brain cells to rub together will find out that frequent long-term use has been known to cause a range of serious, serious illnesses related to cancer, nervous, hormonal, and behavioral problems. Number nine, avoid vaccines and vaccinations. Vaccines are not safe and are known to be ineffective. As countless examples have proven, you could end up seriously ill, brain damaged, or even dead from these fraudulent big pharma money spinners about which the revenue racking government and their paid off media are only too happy to spread the related disinformation and lies. Number 10. Don't fall for joining the military. Don't become a sucker for the ruling elite's wars, which are secretly manufactured for power, profit, political gain, and a planned population reduction agenda. I know, like other things mentioned in my list, this may come as quite a shock to some people. Number 11, have toxic amalgam fillings removed and this is huge for anyone with you know fillings in their teeth mercury amalgam fillings have been known to cause brain damage lower iq contribute to depression and harbor disease causing bacteria see a bi biologic or holistic dentist to get them removed and placed with safe alternatives Don't use dentists who use mercury, amalgam, or fluoride. Dental decay can be prevented with good nutrition, and that's 100% spot on. Like, for example, using coconut oil as a mouthwash since it contains the antibacterial lucric acid. And I've never heard of that. I'm going to look into that. Number 12, maintain well-stocked supplies of food and water. In case of a crisis, stock up with a few weeks supply of food and water in the hope that by then things would have dined down with the normal supply somewhat resumed. Such a crisis could be a financial one, like a currency collapse or a fake war, a staged attack, fake alien invasion perhaps, you never know. And they look what they've been pushing with NASA and all these comments about to hit the earth and oh now they're talking about you know aliens and stuff it's just so dumb it's you know this is the end of times or harp high frequency auroral research project secret weather modification etc used for inducing chaos by the ruling elite and their associates as an as an excuse to declare martial war on citizens
in most cases within three days of a lockdown. Likely less if panic and rioting sets in. All purchasable food supplies will be gone. And that's 100% spot on. What did I say earlier? Do you just want to be sitting on your couch and wait until the television tells you, the television tells you that, hey, you should go get groceries? Or do you want to actually be in the now and be and be a well-prepared? I mean, which one is it? I even shared that story that I had with, you know, I was around a few family members about maybe six months ago now, five, yeah, about six months, five, six months ago, maybe longer. And we were all hanging out and I had mentioned the importance of stocking up and getting items because I pay attention. Anybody listening to these, into the podcast knows how many, you know, how much information we've shared about, you know, all of the the food shortages and logistics issues and da 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 right and i had said that and i ba- i was literally laughed at by a family member they laughed in my face and they said oh they they keep saying that the world is going to end what they they've said this forever like that's never going to happen they literally flat out told me that america would never be affected by a food shortage like boastfully told me that and i'm just like wow like to me that level of arrogance and ego and pride and stubbornness is just it's wild that's why it's so difficult to get through to people i'm like really you really don't think that's gonna happen i told them it was happening throughout the whole entire world and they're like well it's not gonna happen here and so flash forward you know up until about two weeks ago i went over and hung out with this family member and they had mentioned to me Oh, there, there were some, some shortages in the United States. And then they were watching the news and mentioned this to me as if they were giving me like new information. <laughs> and I literally called them out. I'm like, yeah. So why are you telling me this? Didn't I, did I not tell you this months ago? And they had nothing to say. They're like, you're right. You're right. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I told you this months ago. So why are you waiting for the news to tell you when it's going to be too late in the future? versus your own flesh and blood that loves you that loves you unconditionally these people don't love you that's what i'll never understand about people and their idolatry you 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 supporting evil and tyranny and wickedness when it doesn't even love you back it's the most asinine thing that you could ever do yeah these are just small examples of the things i have to deal with with family with friends with anyone who doesn't want to listen because they're going to be the ones that find out late what, are you going to just depend on me to save you? When you work, when you have the money, the means, I can't, I, you know, I'm not going to be able to fish over everything for everyone in my family and all my friends. That Someone has to step up. Someone has to be a man or be a woman about it and take charge of their own lives. I mean, the least you can do is listen. That's why we get we get annoyed. That's why we, we stop trying to not even stop trying to help. We just stop talking about things with people. I've just stopped. It's draining. Number 13, maintain self-sufficiency. In line with point number 12, grow your own food. There are indeed many excellent websites advising how this can be done. I've been saying that self-sufficiency especially in the way of homegrown food is a major factor in workable communities. Discernment and unity are other major factors. 
have sufficient physical cash on standby in case of emergency. All great advice. Wake up. Use this and other similar articles to spread the word to your family and friends. Get active. If you do nothing, you'll be unprepared and risk suffering the awful consequences of the escalating NWO agenda. And major shout outs to this author. You know, I really wish I was able to get the date of when this was published. Because people like this are just ahead of their time. They really are. And I just, I admire that people have been thinkers for so long. And they've cared. You don't you don't just do stuff like this because you want notoriety. I mean, some people do. They, they try to make money off of people's fear and, you know, the signs and the times. A lot of people have come up in this pandemic because all they care about is money. But whereas there's a good portion of people who just really care. That's what it comes down to. And where a lot of us are just not treated with respect. It's unfortunate. And so let's transition into the bitter truth about how things are worsening and what we need to do to prepare and focus on. And we're going to transition over to the audio excerpt from the Sensible Prepper video entitled 13 Things Not to Do During SHTF, published on May 13th, 2020. Guys, we recently did a video on the top prepper mistakes, uh, but today we're going to take a look at 13 things you do not want to do during an SHTF situation. Uh, it's a different kind of scenario. It's one of those things where it's initial and it could apply not only to seasoned preppers, but just to everyday individuals uh, who find themselves in trouble. With the worldwide situation that we've been in lately, it has brought a lot of people to an awareness that they need to be prepared. But one of the big things is, is there are certain things you just do not need to do. Now, first on the list is don't panic. Uh, that's one thing that a lot of people do. They see what's going on. They kind of go crazy. They run around. And here's the thing about panic is that it keeps you from making rational decisions, makes good, solid choices. And you'll end up doing things that you haven't thought out well, and you just act. One of the biggest things to combat that is to have some preps already ready. I mean, guys, your pantry should be full, whether you're a prepper or not. And you need to have good, solid items in your pantry, many that will last a long time. Uh, canned food is one of the big ones. I mean, guys, the way the processes they're using now, it will last indefinitely if kept in controlled conditions of 75 degrees or less. And so that is one of the number one things is your food, your water, just your basic survival needs. Guys, you need to have those things set aside. Same thing you would have in a hurricane or any kind of natural disaster, those kind of items ready to go. Number two, don't be obsessed with the news, with TV, with the talking heads. If you're not careful, you become confused because a lot of times there's conflicting information. It leads you to inaction. Now, you should monitor what's going on. There's no doubt. 
know the things that are happening. Look for the more credible sources that you have and make sure that you do watch those things that are credible in the first place. And so not getting completely obsessed with just watching the news 24 seven on the cusp of every little new detail. Guys, it is usually an unfolding uh, situation in the first place. And so it's important to make sure that you don't let that take away the action that you need to take. One of the things about this recent pandemic is that I was already watching what was going on in China. I already had a lot of friends in China. I was seeing what was happening and I knew that there were going to be a lot of Chinese that were coming this way. And so looking ahead and kind of planning uh, based on what I was seeing and not necessarily waiting for the news to start breaking this breaking news and oh my gosh, we got to, because once that stuff starts happening, you're going to be in with the crowd and you need to be ahead of the crowd. <laughs> that is one of the biggest mistakes is having yourself just ahead of the crowd, a couple of steps ahead. And that way you'll be in a much better situation and not be completely immobilized by just hearing conflicting reports. Now, being a rugged individualist and being self-reliant, a lot of times we will refuse any kind of aid, especially government aid. You need to be able to access all assets. And there are times where you may be able to capitalize on certain things the government is doing for relief. Now, one of the big things and the caveat here is if there are strings attached, it's best to avoid it. You don't want to give them a lot of information. If they're giving out water and food, take it. But when they start asking you to fill out forms, just walk away. And that's one of the things about being prepared is that you are more free to make decisions based on your abilities and not dependent on others. And that's really the big thing. Being self-reliant is not depending heavily on others. Now, as a community, you know, we're going to have to depend. No one is completely an island on their own. But it's definitely good to be able to choose the neighboring islands that you want to depend on. Now, number four is just planning all your preps on a bug out. You're ready to go. You've got your backpack. You've got all your essentials in there. You have your shelter. You know, even your vehicle is ready to roll. Here's the problem with bugging out. You are a glorified refugee. And number two, you've got to have a destination to bug out. And sometimes the grass is always greener is a perfect example of, man, you need to stay at home if at all possible. All your supplies are there. You're at home. Your neighbors that you know and love, even those you don't, at least you know them. And your family is around. And it's just the best place to lock down. Uh, you know, sometimes that's not an option. And you definitely need to have a backup contingency plan. You need to have a bug out bag. You need to have things if you have to escape, if your house catches on fire, if you're attacked. There are definitely circumstances where a bug out is important, but 95 to 99% of your preparations should be around bunkering in. That is a very important place to stay and hold your ground. And if you haven't seen the Warrior Poet Society video recently of the three reasons he ditched his bug out bag, I highly recommend it, and I'll have it annotated right above. But it's something that I've been saying for a long time, guys. You'll just be a glorified refugee. Now, one thing that's a very controversial subject in the survival prepping community is gray man. Uh, should you be a gray man? Should you stay under the radar? Get rid of all your tactical-looking gear. You don't want to bring attention to yourself. Uh, there are others that feel that it's good to have that strong presence. One of the things that criminals fear the most is an armed citizen, even more than they fear the police. 
because they know the police have so many rules and policies they have to follow. But when it comes to self-defense, guys, you are your first responder. You are the one and you have the responsibility to defend yourself. And so one of the things about the gray man to me is I kind of balance it. Yes, you want to stay under the radar. Yeah, you want to kind of keep a low profile. You want to get to where you're going. You don't want to bring a lot of attention to yourself. But on the other hand, being strong, being solid, being resolved, and not looking like a victim. Because here's the thing, guys. Criminals, gangs, people that are they are looking for easy prey. They want to find somebody they can take out pretty easily. But if you have a strong presence, keeping a low profile, but yet, you know, people know that this guy means business. They'll leave you alone, typically. Number six on the list of things not to do is don't blame yourself and don't blame others. Uh, when it comes to survival, it's time to make a plan. And the blame game will just immobilize you. One of the things about this recent pandemic is there was a lot of blame blame that, you know, the wet markets, the Wuhan lab, Bill Gates, you know, the U.S. government. I mean, there's a, there were a lot of things that were uh, being passed around for blame. Guys, it doesn't matter how it started. All that matters is that you survive and get through it as an individual. And so stop doing the blame game, get your stuff together and survive. Just think about the things that you need to do and don't waste your time on other things. Number seven, lawlessness. Now, listen, in an early part of an SHTF situation or some kind of problem, you know, you're going to have some desperate people out there. And they may go and try to take some of your stuff. They may try to break into your house even. But typically, these are people that are just panicking. They're desperate. And they're just looking for something uh, to fill their belly. Uh, as time passes on, you're going to have groups that are going to be more organized. Uh, leaders are going to rise up, and you're going to have gangs and warlords and whatever. So, you know, as things progress, you need to watch out for lawlessness. So make sure that you stay indoors as much as possible. When you do go out, make sure that you have some means of self-defense. Make sure you have people watching over you. Uh, make sure that you do have people that are there and around you that can help to have security. A security is going to be one of the biggest things in an SHTF situation and being able to know what's going on around you and being able to meet that problem if you need to. Which leads to number eight, uh, you being lawless, you doing things that go against your own personal moral compass. Guys, if you're already somewhat prepared, it's going to keep you from the temptation of taking from others. And guys, that is one of the most important things is to continue to be who you are. Don't take from others. Uh, don't steal, you know, don't look to take someone's life, but to be, do the right thing, to be a good neighbor, to cooperate with others. And really that's where it's going to come together to where you're going to make it through this thing. Number nine, lone wolf mentality. Uh, one of the things that's very prevalent in the survival world is that lone wolf is you're the man, you've done all this work. You're not about to share it with those who have been slack and have procrastinated and have not prepared. And while there is some logic to that, uh, one of the problems is, is you're going to need people. Now, there's a book that I highly recommend you read, and it's about the economic collapse that happened in Argentina. It's called The Modern Manual for the Upcoming Economic Collapse by Fafal. I have it linked down below in the description. Uh, it's a great book. It'll really help change your mind about the way things are going. One of the things that he really stressed upon is that you need a community. 
You need people to gather. You can't watch your property 24-7, and you're really going to need to if things go south in a bad way. Uh, when people get desperate, they do desperate things. And so having people is an asset. Yes, it's going to be somewhat of a drain on your supplies, but, you know, that is one thing that we're going to need is to have those people there to get us through those times. And a lot of times people that may come to join you, they should bring their own stuff to a point. But in the end, the big thing is, is we need people to survive. We need people to make it through. One thing that we decided a long time ago was to have 10% of our prep set aside for people that are in need. And that may be people that are coming to our house that we know, friends and family, but having some extra supplies ready for whatever their needs are. Because again, they are going to be a huge asset. Now, next is ignoring your basic everyday health needs, uh, whether it's sanitation, you need to keep your place clean, you need to keep your body clean. If you're not staying clean, you risk getting sick, you risk infection, you risk things like that. Eating right, eating as, as well as you can during this time. You know, making sure that you have medications stocked up, first aid, uh, you know, trauma kits, different things, and learning how to use them. And so one of the big things a lot of people do is they have beans and rice stocked up, but they don't have balance with their menu. They don't have balance with their food. And so that's a really important element, if you can, is to stay healthy and to eat right, get exercise, and stay clean. Despair. Despair is one thing. If you're not careful, you just get into a state of despondency. You're not being active. You're not looking for solutions. You're just feeling down and depressed. And guys, you need to stay active mentally. You need to be finding solutions. You need to be taking care of those that are depending on you. And so if you're not careful, you get into that state of despair and you just don't do anything. Guys, we've got to stay active. You've got to stay mentally challenged and make sure that you're taking care of things. And when you come out on the other side, you'll be stronger. And so facing the challenge, moving ahead, even when the odds are against you, uh, that's when we make our greatest victories. One big thing to do is not to go into too much detail about your preps. You know, saying what you have, talking about things, bragging to others, even your neighbors, uh, that's gonna cause a lot of attention that's gonna come to you afterwards. People are gonna be looking for things, looking for supplies. And so be careful to just keep a tight lip about what you have. As they said during World War II, loose lips sink ships. Same thing with your preps. And one big mistake that a lot of people make is just assuming they know what's going to happen. They have the scenario in their mind and they make their plans toward that scenario. The U.S. military makes plans, but they have a plan A, they have a plan B, they have a plan C, they have contingency plans. And they don't always just look at things as happening the way they think they're going to happen because Murphy's Law always comes into play. Uh, you know, if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. And so having some ideas that may not suit what you think, just like the recent pandemic that we've had, Nobody knew what was going to happen. I mean, a lot of people, you're not going to bug out in this situation. I mean, everybody's staying at home. You know, the freeways are, are free. I mean, you know, there's not cars jammed up and keeping you from, you know, breaking down and people are dying in the streets. And so it's one of those things to have an open mind about different possibilities that can happen. Guys, it's not like we're going back to the Stone Age. You know, there's a lot of things that can happen. If we get to that situation, then you know, you're going to be in a world of hurt anyway. But making sure that you have a well-rounded concept of what you're preparing for.
but also realizing that you're not going to be prepared for everything that can possibly happen. And what's going on in your mind, your perception is typically not going to be what happens. I mean, Mad Max and the book of Eli are definitely things that could possibly happen, but that's going to be really extreme. Soldier of Fortune magazine did an article a few years ago, and they said that if you can live through the first 72 hours of any crisis situation, your chances of survival increase dramatically. Make some plans ahead of time and put yourself in a good position, and you're going to be in much better shape than most people. No one knows what can happen. It can be a, an environmental disaster. It could be a nuclear fallout. I mean, there are some different things that can happen. And you don't need to dwell on those things, but if you have a plan set aside, your chances of survival increase dramatically. And if you're serious about prepping and survival, check out Survival Dispatch Insider. It is the best resource on the web with credible information. Many of the world-leading survival and prepping experts are contributors there. We upload... And major respect to the brother sensible prepper video you know he definitely raises a lot of good points about what not to do when things get heated up and really all that a lot of that comes down to is just preparation all of it comes down to preparation because with said preparation if you have a plan a a plan b plan c plan d contingencies you have your family your friends people on board and you actually know what to do when these things happen yes the situation might be intense but you're not you're not making decisions based on your emotions and definitely not making decisions based on fear you're making calculated rational logical decisions based on common sense and discernment based on wisdom knowledge and understanding you got to understand that a lot of this just comes down to being prepared of what we're going through and there's nothing to fear i have fear nothing i don't even fear death because i know my soul lives on so that's why i'm making up for all of the mistakes of my past i'm making up for dropping the ball with my relationship with the most high in an early part of my life because the most high has been nothing but kind and merciful and patient with me plain and simple so the least i can do is fulfill the destiny that the most high has set forth for me on my time here and to fight for not only people and true freedom, but our future generations, our animals, our habitats, everything. So there's no worrying in my mind. It's just more so my, my so-called thoughts are of, on my family and friends, those that are not prepared, those that have yet to even care to listen to the, to the warnings that brothers and sisters in the truth have given and people like myself have given. This is some serious stuff, people. And we're going to transition into the bitter truth about the Nephilim and elite bloodlines and their preparation, what they've been doing all the while in the background. And we've spoken on these topics in so many type of episodes from vile vaccines to healthcare to eugenics to transhumanism to demoralization. You know, so many types of episodes we've, we've broken down what the government has done, even psychological operations. All of these have been outlined for us. And a lot of these preppers, the ones that I've shared, have known about these things. Why do you think they're prepared? 
I mean, come on, people. It's all about just wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. That's what will save you. And that's why I've harped on the notion of putting the most high first and getting right with the most high. Because you could have all of the prep in the world. You could have a bunker. You could have everything that you need, all the ammunition, all the weapons, all the food for years, all the water, all the hygiene products. But you don't have the most high, you're going to get you're going to get consumed in the system. You really will. So we're going to transition over to the audio excerpt from the Pirate Pete video entitled, He's Right. The NWO won't stop. We will need to effing fight. Published on December 20th, 2021. This is just a, uh, a short video with, uh, again, just another opinion. Um, I believe that the people in power who have pushed this narrative cannot back down and retreat. Because if they do, in order for them to do that, they would have to wake up the sleeping masses. And that would ultimately lead to an unbelievable outpouring of rage and probably have these people fucking dragged from their homes and have their heads put on pikes. Um, and therefore, people need to absolutely and uh, 100% prepare for the fact that we may have to fucking fight. Because uh, they're going to keep putting the screws on because they can't retreat. They have put all, they've gone all in. They've put every fucking chip on the table and there's no backing out for them because there's no possible logical way that they could back out without incriminating themselves and incriminating themselves for war crimes and crimes against humanity. They have completely and utterly fucking shredded the Nuremberg Code. And the Nuremberg Code is one of the treaties that still carries the death penalty. And that's what these people will be facing. So they're going to keep putting the screws on now, this actually does have, in my view, an advantage, because what's going to happen is the more desperate they become to drive this through, the more people are going to wake up and ask questions. And the faster they try and drive this through, the more people are going to be injured by this and the more they will not be able to fucking hide it. So you can see the acts of desperation uh, in the complete and utter lunacy and lack of coherence in the things that these people are pumping out in the media right now. So what happens is as they try and tighten their grip, more and more and more people are going to slip through their fingers. And this is a good thing because what's going to happen, they are going to squeeze. And as they squeeze, they will look more insane. As they look more insane, more people will wake up. The more people will wake up, the more fucking terrified the people in power are going to become and the harder they will squeeze. The harder they will squeeze, the more people will wake up and we will have a positive feedback loop that in ultimately will result in what I think is going to be the great awakening. And we are close to that tipping point, I believe. As you can see by in all the videos of other nations that are rising up, riots are happening fucking everywhere. So what I would suggest, people, is that you fucking prepare for this. And what that means is arm yourself with all kinds of possible fucking things you can use to defend yourself if you have to. 
much better to prepare ahead of time and to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Okay? So pray for peace and fucking prepare for war. Just in case you need to defend your family, in case you need to get out on the streets with millions of other people. So get yourself fucking helmets, get a fucking gas mask. Um, you can buy, just buy a fucking 3M uh, fucking uh, gas mask from fucking Screwfix. You know, you don't need to buy the military ones. I like the military ones because I'm a fucking a weirdo. I like fucking all that kind of shit. Get yourself fucking protective clothing, body armor, or fucking uh, shin guards, knee pads, elbow pads, anything. Fucking wrist guards, motocross gear, if you can afford it. Fucking weapons that go on the end of fucking, that, can, that you can use. Buy super soakers that you can fill with fucking gl black gloss paint and spray down fucking police beep if you need to, which will cover their visors so they can't see, or paintball guns. Things like this, non-lethal weapons that you will be able to defend yourself with or fucking push back against a fucking tyrannical state if you have to. All sorts of things. Potato cannons that can fire fucking cans of fucking black gloss paint at fucking armed people. If you can, if you're up for it, get real fucking weapons. I won't go into that here, um, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, swords, knives, guns, batons, sticks, axes. Fucking catapults, old school slings, David and fucking Goliath, that sort of shit. Get this stuff. Fire extinguishers can be used to fucking create clouds of stuff. Flares, smoke bombs. There's a million fucking things. Archery tools. They worked for fucking 10,000 years and they still work real fucking good today. Um, learn how to use these things. Get down to your local fucking HEMA group, historical European martial arts, and learn how to use the staff and the fucking sword. A walking stick, a cane, something that you can just that you a cane is a, a, a walking cane is a fucking medical device. You can just you can carry it on a plane, right? So things like this, things that aren't even an offensive weapon. Learn how to use these things and pray that you don't ever have to fucking use them. But get them, get this shit sorted. Good thing for going over a police shield is a fucking heavy weight on a rope. Goes over the shield. Bosh. This sort of stuff. Hopefully we do not have to do this. I fucking pray because I am well aware of what will happen in, in a situation like that. And it is not fucking good. We do not want that to happen. So we need to wake people up fucking peacefully and all this sort of stuff. But do not fucking underestimate how fucking quickly this type of situation can devolve into abject violence, looting, robbery, okay? And this can also be tied to things like the supply chains that are getting fucked, the financial system being fucked, all of these things. So we are in a, a, we are in a time at the moment uh, where everything is on the fucking, on a knife edge, really on a knife edge. So uh, also, fucking communicate with groups, like-minded groups of people around you so that if you need to, you can all rally together to defend each other, if necessary. This is where radio communications comes in. This is where having all your food stored comes in, in case you need to fucking hold the line whilst they try and bring in vaccine mandates. But then when they bring in the, uh, when they bring in the fucking the mandate or, or the fucking uh, the passport, there are going to be a lot of people that will not take a jab every three months in order to keep their passport fucking uh, valid. And when they do that and they tell you to get a jab every fucking three months, you will watch our ranks swell.
And yeah, and even if it turns to violence and it, it ends up with fucking politicians and fucking uh, perpetrators being dragged out of their fucking homes by mobs of people and beaten to death, what that will do is it will create a power vacuum, which will create an unbelievably unstable society. If that happens, then you're going to need these things to defend yourself, defend your home and defend your family. If this happens, what you're going to need to do is not all stay in the same place. You're going to need to group together because an individual family is very difficult to defend. You need to be have, like what happens when one person goes out to get food and the family and, and the house is left unprotected or only has one person in it. Or what happens at nighttime when you're sleeping? You can't keep watch all the time. You need to fucking group together. So I have plans with with uh, my fucking close friends and family we know what to do we have a contingency plan they know where to go and so this if if necessary they will fucking jump in the vehicle or travel at night they know exactly where to fucking go and in fact mum i need to give you new coordinates because uh things have changed a little bit um but you know this sort of shit you need to have this plan in your head you also need to fucking think about right if you're not vaccinated and they decide to do some fucking stupid shit, which I don't think will happen, but it's a possibility they go door to door to vaccinate people. You've got to think about exactly what you will do in that situation so that you are psychologically prepared. Someone comes to my fucking door to do that to me and they will be beheaded on the fucking doorstep. That is no joke. They will have to bash my door in. My fucking entrance is like a gauntlet and I have weapons everywhere. So if someone breaks in here, they're going to be fucking killed. Like, absolutely, 100%, I will kill them. And, you know, on principle. So, I am a non-violent person, but I will defend myself. If someone comes to inject me with a biologically active agent that I have not consented to, I will absolutely fucking use lethal force to defend myself and my family. 100%. And I will have zero qualms about fucking doing it i will feed their fucking bodies to my dog so understand the situation facing us prepare in case you need to have fucking retaliate and pray pray that we don't get to that fucking point And much respect to the Pirate Pete content creator for that video and that message. Oftentimes for me, I, I need that type of message. I gravitate towards the bitter truth. Someone telling me like it is without sugarcoating, without, you know, wishful thinking. I don't want wishful thinking. I don't want anything sugarcoated. I want the straight, legit truth. And you got to consider every possibility because considering every possibility means that you're prepared that's a plan a a plan b a plan c plan d whether the government does go to door to door and try to force vaccinate that's a plan plan against that whether they don't whether you know there's complete martial law and anarchy in the streets and people are out you know rioting and looting and you know burglarizing you need to plan for that too there's many things that you need to plan for but like i've said and what i'm gonna hammer home once again because the overall message you can take a lot from what i've just shared right but the number one thing that i want to hit home for everybody is to 
get right with the Most High. Know thyself. The instructions are in you. You know how to treat people right. You know right from wrong. Start living that way. Start preparing. Start planning. Ask the Most High for direction. Don't depend on people such as myself or anybody in these videos. You best believe I don't depend on these people for my survival. They gave me the information. They showed me the door. Now it's up to me as an adult to walk through that door. You know, it's this is time is of the essence. Our children depend on us. Our future generations depend on us. Because definitely what I agree with, one of the main one of the many things I agree with in that video was the fact that they're not going to stop. They're not. They're in too deep. They've been exposed to too many people. The evil, the tyranny, the wickedness is on full display and it's only going to get worse in their so-called 2022 year based on the Gregorian calendar that's coming up in a few days. So, I mean, the choice is up to you on whether you want to be prepared. But just know if you're a father, a mother, a parent, you know, a sibling, a friend, a co-worker, your inaction will eventually domino and affect not just yourself, but your loved ones and your friends and those in your life who depend on you. So what are you going to do? Are you going to sit by idle and believe, have faith, hope, have wishful thinking and that things will go back to normal? Are you still if you're still in that mindset, then there's no hope for you. There's absolutely no hope for you and your soul is gone. But if you are on the fence or if you know deep down in your gut that you need to act, then it's time to act. Literally, it is time to act. You know, and I implore each and every single one of us to take something from this message and add it. Don't go overboard. Don't go drop a ton of money on stuff if you're not well versed in it if you haven't spoken to the most high and asked for the clarifications asked for the direction guidance and leadership you need to do that before you start prepping anything straight up focus on the areas that you can control and then go from there start prioritizing start planning start strategizing start acting because people like myself our message won't be here forever and a lot of people are going to wish they listened to us and I implore everyone to prepare, whatever that may be to you and your family. Maybe you are, are, all, are already prepared. If that's the case, start sharing your information with other people. Start helping other people. Like we like what you'll notice about a lot of these 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 brothers and sisters messages today is that one common denominator is the notion and the vital importance of community and union make sure you're with the right people and look to help out each other be smart of course but look to help out because we're all going to need a helping hand and i wish you all the best in your journey of preparation and for what's ahead in the days weeks and months because we will make it and i wish you all the best peace and blessings to all of the righteous men and women of the most high Peace and blessings to all of those who have been on their own narrow path of the righteous with the Most High and to those who are beginning on their own narrow path 
of the righteous with the Most High. May the Most High continue to bless you, protect you, guide you, and provide you with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. May your life be fulfilled, and may you have peace of mind all of your days along with your family lineage. All praises to the Most High and the Most High only. Peace.